0: When you were a kid, did you ever pretend to be invisible? I remember doing it. More than once, I'm sure. But there's one that stays with me. It was a day at a big family gathering. Cousins and aunts and uncles and grandparents all gathered in a big backyard. But I was the only child anywhere near my age at that time. And so I was playing alone, around the edges of the gathering. And I started to pretend I was invisible. At first it was a game, I'd sneak around people and see if I could do it without them noticing. I'd reach up from underneath onto the picnic table and move their things. (laughs) And then I'd watch them, to see if there was any sign that they'd noticed. They never did or at least they never seemed to. And that went on for a while. But then as time wore on, the feeling started to change. Partially it was slipping into that kind of magical unreality that children find sometimes when they play, that kind of sort of the rules of the world lifting a little bit and getting lost in it. And I started to feel like maybe I really was invisible. Maybe really no one saw me. And for a little while that was fun, but then after a little while, it got a little lonely, you know? I'd move through the spaces, I'd move between people, and I'd watch them, and I'd try to see if they were giving any sign that they had observed me. Not trying to hide anymore, just moving through the crowd. And it seemed like no one did. And I kept going, and I started to feel a little hollow. Have you ever Felt that way, maybe at a party, reunion, maybe even at coffee hour. That feeling that you're surrounded by people, but it's almost like you're lost in a fog and you can't quite connect, like you're just a little bit out of step. I think we've all felt that way from time to time. It's not a great feeling. And that day I drifted around the yard for a while and then eventually wandered up to the house, feeling like I was fog, almost feeling like I didn't have a body. And I stepped in the door where things were a little quieter and I walked past the kitchen and my aunt looked up and said, oh, hi, would you come store the soup for just a minute? And in that moment, it was like my body became solid again. Like the act of being recognized brought me back into the world. And everything just kind of clicked into focus again. Nothing big, just hey, I see you there, just stir the soup. I see you, your presence here matters. We all want to be seen. The act of being seen, of being witnessed, helps us feel real, doesn't it? It helps us to see ourselves in a way, to see ourselves mirrored in another pair of eyes. There's something about having our sorrows, our joys, our journeys, Witnessed that helps us to hold them. It's why we light candles. Because sometimes you just need to put what's inside out for others to see, to help hold it. We bear witness to one another just by bumping into each other every day. And it's not a small thing There was a time when I was studying to be a chaplain, and I visited people in the hospital as a student chaplain, and I remember sometimes feeling like I didn't really know why I was there. I'm not a Christian. I wasn't going to say sacraments. I could say a prayer with someone. But for a lot of the people I was there for, I was just there to listen, not as a counselor or a therapist or a social worker, but just an ear. And for a long time, I I struggled to place why that mattered so much. And I remember the, the mentor who taught me that sometimes In order for people to find themselves in the whirlwind of illness or grief, they need an anchor. They need someone to show them where they are. Just to say, I see you. This is grief. This is fear. This is relief. Because sometimes when you're in it, it's hard to find those words. As human beings, we are intrinsically tied to one another. We are interdependent by nature. And the dream of connection, it's written into our shared culture, isn't it? How many TV shows can you think of that center around a group of friends or a community that extol and and revel in those connections? It doesn't matter whether it's the show Friends and they're simply friends or whether they're superheroes. They could be the Avengers. It comes down to the same. That wonderful yearning for that group of people who remember that you're there, who show up for you, maybe save you a little when you need it. Who even when you fight, come back who keep saying, I see you, your presence here matters. Heck, even kids shows, it's it's a running joke. The value of friendship, it's at the center of so many of them. And yet I feel like now more than ever, for all that all of our stories circle around this theme, those connections can be hard to make. We don't live in a village anymore, not most of us. We don't, see our fam- we don't see our neighbors when we're walking to the store. Many of us don't even go out on our porches anymore. Many of us don't know our neighbors. Sociologists say that friendship forms really just from running into the same people over and over ideally effortlessly, that they form best when it just happens in the course of your daily life. But that doesn't happen easily for many of us, does it? Not past childhood or maybe college, if you want. Those are times in childhood you're going to school, you're interacting maybe with the children in your neighborhood. If you went to college, maybe you lived there, maybe you saw people who were there with you. But when you get past there, when you're out living on your own. At most, probably your coworkers for many people. I've had friends who moved to a new city and years later were still telling me I feel like I don't really know anyone. I don't know how to find my people. You know what I always tell those friends? (laughs) They probably get tired of hearing it from us. Find a church. Because this is a cradle of connection this is a place where just by showing up time after time we bump into each other we make connections hopefully a little bit at a time and maybe bumping into each other like rocks in a stream we wear down each other's sharp corners just a little bit friend once, though, who I didn't hear from for a while, a dear friend, someone I considered close, but we just kind of drifted out of touch, you know what I mean, I didn't think much of it, I was busy, I had my own stuff going on, things were a little frantic, there were a lot of moving parts, I just sort of figured she was busy, we hadn't connected in a while, I kept meaning to get to it. And it was only later, six months later, maybe almost a year, we finally made that time to sit down and talk into a deep conversation. And she shared with me in that conversation that she had been in a really hard place all those months. She wasn't working, she was home with her children, she was seeing almost no one. She fell into depression, She felt alone. She felt like no one remembered her and no one cared. And I felt such grief in that moment because of course I remembered her. Of course I still cared for her, I just didn't know. I just didn't know and the time slipped away. Absence is maybe the hardest thing to notice. To notice when something that's always been there is suddenly gone. I've noticed it with hiccups. I mean, it's, it can be simple. You have them and you have them and they drive you crazy and then suddenly they're gone and you realize an hour later, wait, when did that stop? It's the stopping, the going quiet, that's the hardest to see. Because there's always so much other noise. I remember a reading, I couldn't find it today, the quote that I was after, but someone said once that community is the place where when you're absent, they notice. And I remember the first time I heard that and I thought to myself God I wish that we yearn for it don't we to be in a group of people where if we don't show up someone sees that someone notices our absence but it's hard It's hard, even living in communities like these, for decades I see how easy it is. I know that there have been people, people who have been very active here even, who have faded away and then told us years later that no one ever called. It's the hardest thing to notice absence. But I also know that there is a group of people here who try. And by group, I really mean all of us, in our own ways. Because the answer to that not noticing is a kind of practice. I consider it a spiritual practice, really, of reaching out. It can be simple. I think often of our birthday card ministry, A few people in our congregation who make a practice of keeping track of members' birthdays and just sending them a card. Such a simple thing. But it's there and it says, even if you haven't been here in a while, we remember you. Your presence matters. Sometimes it's just the simple act of making eye contact and saying hello at coffee hour whether it's to someone you've seen a hundred times, maybe someone you're not close to, maybe someone you've never seen before. That little choice. I see you. Your presence here matters. I call it a practice because it is work. It is. It's a kind of emotional labor, and you don't always feel like it. Sometimes you got a lot going on. Sometimes we're struggling with our own things, and it's too much. But there are so many of us that that little practice of remembering, have I said hello to a couple of people today? I say this knowing that I'm not always good at it. It's not always easy to remember in the whirl of everything else that's going on, the planning, the meetings, the thing I have to get to right after, to stop for a minute and remember, hey, who's not here? Who haven't I seen in a little while? Maybe shoot them a message. But if you've ever been on the receiving end of one of those messages from someone else, whether it's here or whether it's out in the world, because this is friendship, too. That little, hey, I was thinking about you today. Hey, I noticed that you weren't here. Sometimes people dismiss the value of church. I've heard it said, oh, it's a social club. Especially here where it's not easy to articulate the faith that brings us together sometimes. We can't point easily to a simple theology that we all share that's the reason we show up. And so sometimes I think it's very easy to think of it as sort of a club. I'm not saying everyone does this, but I've certainly heard it from time to time over the years. But these connections, this place where we practice And maybe we succeed and maybe we fail, but that's why it's practice. We practice over and over, reaching out and making connections to one another. That that web of connections, it's the ground on which everything else is built. And it is not an easy thing to find anywhere else these days. I hope that when you go out from this place, you carry a little of that with you. I hope that you think as you go out, maybe, hey, you know that person I haven't seen for a little while? Maybe I'll just drop him a note today. Even if it's just one, even if it's just one moment. Because these connections are sacred. If it's a word that works for you, because God is love. Because it is in our nature to need one another and it is in the reaching out that we save one another over and over. That we make each other visible and bring each other back into the world. I see you. Your presence here matters. I know sometimes you get cranky and sometimes your tea gets cold before you can drink it. Sometimes the news is too much. The resistance seems too little. That's real. But we are here, imperfect and together and reaching. You can hold hand if you want to. I washed it with soap. It's okay. In this kind of time, now is better than later. Now I love you. Now I am sorry it hurts. Now I witness your struggle and mine. Sometimes one answer is to be a yes in the face of every no. No. I am a yes for you, now and again, later if you need me.